Welcome to Alex Anderson's Quilt Connection, dedicated to educate, inspire, and grow today's quilting community. Hi, I'm Alex, and welcome to the show. Throughout the past podcasts, I've often spoke about inspiration and, you know, where do we get it? Where does it come from and, and how do we keep it current in our lives? Well, one of the places where I'm continually inspired are my magazine subscriptions. Oh, when they land in my mailbox, I can't wait to look inside of them and see what's going on in the world of quilting. Well, a couple of years ago, I discovered a magazine called Quilting Arts, and when I opened it up, frankly, it knocked my socks off. It is just a gorgeous, gorgeous um, magazine, and I instantly subscribed to it. And now there's another magazine called Cloth, Paper, Scissors that is equally as delightful. When you open up the pages of both magazines, well... I, I guess I would call it the architectural digest of today's quilting magazines. Not that I don't love the other ones, because I do, but this one really looks different and feels differently than what we have been accustomed to for so many years. Well, not too long ago, I had the opportunity to meet the editor-in-chief and creator, she is a dynamic woman. Well, you might remember her from Simply Quilts. We did trading cards and um, one of the challenges with her. So I think you'll enjoy today's interview with Patricia Bolton. She is really wonderful, and I know you're going to love her as much as I do. Welcome, Patricia Bolton, but I think I'd like to call you Pokey, if that's okay. Sure, absolutely. You probably wonder why I got that nickname. Well, how did you get that nickname? Well, my middle name is Pocahontas, believe it or not. Apparently, I am related, I am a descendant of her. And so, my the long name is Patricia Ann Pocahontas Chatham Bolton, and it just kind of shortened up to Pokey as a kid, and... You know, the nuns in my Catholic all-girls school all called me Pokey, and it just it just stuck. So there's nothing nefarious behind it. <laughs> I'm not slow. My mother-in-law, when she first met me, accidentally called me Porky. Oh, you're not was, Porky. Thank you, thank you, but I still like to give her grief about it. So Oh, that's hilarious. Yes, so Pokey's great. Well, you are the... Big Cheese on Quilting Arts Magazine and Cloth, Paper, Scissors, right? Yeah. yeah. They Both those magazines are exquisite publications. They, they're, I call it the Architectural Digest. Thank you. Ooh, what's yes. going on? Yeah. Um, how did you get started into the magazine? And I guess sure. I should start with how did you get started quilting? I started quilting. Well, I was 28 years old. No, you're only 26 right now. Yeah. Look at that. Thank you. Oh, God. I'm, I'm hitting 35 this year. I don't know what it is. This is, I am in a mid, this is my midlife crisis. Now, let me tell you something. When I turned 40, I was just in a funk, and my mom said, this is going to be the best 10 years of your life. Oh. I got simply I, quilts when I was 40. Oh, did you really? Mm -hmm. Wow, okay. So, so it's, all getting it's getting better. It's getting better, yeah. All right. Well, when I was 28, I was a full-time teacher. I was a special needs teacher working with kids with intensive disabilities, and I was getting a doctorate at night in special education. And Christmas rolled around. I was real tired of studying and working and teaching and writing. And my mother gave me a $200 uh, gift certificate, or just a check for Christmas. And I walked into Joann's, and there was the knitting section, and there was the quilting section. And I said, okay, 
I'm going to learn to knit or I'm going to learn to quilt. And I took the $200 and I bought a little Singer sewing machine and some fabric and a book. And I made a traditional quilt over Christmas break. And I loved the process. I loved quilting. It's a horrible quilt. My tones and values are all wrong on it. I used every color under the rainbow. And it's now the dog bed. <laughs> and, you know, I loved it. But I thought, you know, I would really like to do some embellishment and, um, you know, different kinds of art quilting techniques. So I went on the newsstand and I saw lots of opportunity to be able to make a traditional quilt. There are tons of traditional quilting magazines on the market, but I couldn't find what I was looking for with embellishment, with beads, crazy quilting, um, art quilts using novelty fabrics, that kind of thing. So I got it in my head to take some money out of my, my husband and I were building a house at the time, and we actually took money away from building the house. I quit my teaching job, put the doctorate on hold, and um, decided to put out a first issue of Quilting Arts. That... I couldn't do it. <laughs> well, you know what? Sometimes not knowing, you know, sometimes uh, um, ignorance is bliss. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> because it was obviously it was a lot of work. It was a labor of love. Actually, we were living with my in-laws at the time while we were building our house, and my in-laws have a barn, and they let me set my computer up in their in their little barn. They put a phone line in, and I hired a designer and begged all my quilting friends to please help me write articles. It's someday I promise to pay you. And they did. And it, um, you know, the, the magazine, I, I didn't expect it to hit the newsstands. I thought it was going to be, you know, little desktop published publication. We printed 5,000 copies of the first issue. And then I got calls from stores who wanted to carry it. And then um, I got a distributor on board, and then it just kind of went from there. How so, much has the magazine evolved since the beginning? Very good question. Uh, the, the magazine itself started out very heavily in embellished quilting and crazy quilting. Mm -hmm. However, to sustain the audience that I needed in order to... It's very expensive. This is an expensive venture. Um, I needed to broaden the audience to include all kinds of art quilting, which um, I'm happy I did that um, because my tastes have evolved also and I still love crazy quilting it's still very important to me but um, working in abstract designs uh, landscapes um, all of that wearable art art dolls we can they have a home with us but I want to say or what I want to ask sure. is just the physical layout of the magazine is yes. very different has it always Actually, been like that it, uh, well we started out with a saddle stitch with, with the um, the staples on the side and uh -huh. then it just kind of grew the magazine got bigger we had more signatures a higher page count mm -hmm. the paper qualities remain the same and I've used the same photographer since day one how about designer designer she's stuck with me uh, well she uh, we have a designer as of issue two mm -hmm. but she's she's been with with us the whole time and she's wonderful to work with and it's great because she's an art background not necessarily a quilting background so she's a really good eye you know we'll get queries for the magazine submissions I run everything by at least four to five people because I, I, I very much trust my eye but it's really important for me to get other people's feedback people who are well versed in quilting people who are brand new I, let, I show them something and say if you saw this on the newsstand or if you saw this at a quilt show does it just invite you in do you want to know more about it and that's what I so then there we go from there so what's the date or the birthday or how old is so this magazine we actually just celebrated our fifth year our oh. anniversary in January we came out with our 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 our, our, our gosh our 20 uh, okay 20th issue so yeah 21st yeah that was our, so it's for a year it's quarterly for a year, it's quarterly quilting arts is quarterly and what happened was we were getting so much diverse art, um, altered books, fabric books, 
that what happened was is I couldn't really reason having them in quilting art so much anymore. And so we started another magazine called Cloth, Paper, Scissors, mm -hmm. which is dedicated to mixed media, collage, and artistic discovery. And that has a lot of fabric in it, but we combine it with mixed media and paper and metal and stitch so that we can keep quilting arts more directly focused on art quilting. Now in the... Um Cloth, paper, scissors. Am yes. I saying it right? You're saying okay. it perfect. <laughs> do, do you put quilting in that also, and then do those magazines go out into different venues? Yes, that's a very good question. Actually, our, um, it's not on the newsstands yet, but the article, the issue we're working on now is a woman by the name of Cass Holmes, wonderful artist from the UK. She does do quilts, although they are extremely non-traditional, mm -hmm. and they don't necessarily have, quote-unquote, three layers uh, um, in them, but they are uh, wonderful pieces of fiber art, and it goes out into the mixed media fine art realm, which is nice. great. So they're nice. grabbing that audience to see what can be done with fabric, and then they get into quilting. So we're really trying to reach new 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 people. I think this is just absolutely wonderful. Now, you. you have got to see the cutting edge. Um, yes. Let me start with this: when you start a new issue, how long does it take? when you write your first little thing yes. what's going to be on it until it hits the newsstand? New That's a good question. We have such a heavy trade show. We go to so many quilt shows and, and that's good and it's bad. Mm -hmm. It's good because I see fresh talent. I go around, I am looking at all of the quilt exhibits. There's an exhibit called the Journal Quilt exhibit, a page from my book that Carrie Bresenhan has spearheaded and invited you know, over the years. And I look at those little quilts and I see fresh artists that I've never seen before and I see what they're doing month to month, what they're trying, what their techniques are, the voices behind their quilts because they have little narratives that are accompany mm -hmm. them. And that's how many times I get artists. And so, you know, it depends on the time of year. If we're traveling an awful lot, I will grab cards. I will keep them all. I log them on my computer. And then as soon as I get home, I am begging them to send me their quilts. Right. Because we, we, we actually shoot everything in-house. And if we solicit uh, a quilt artist, we pay shipping to and from. Where, where do you live? We're in Massachusetts. Okay. Yes. So you say about, six months or something like that? Yeah, about four to six months as we start. And then sometimes we'll find empty spaces. And then oftentimes I'll look at an issue and I want to make sure it's got a gamut of things that will appeal to people. Some people are anti-embellishment. They don't want, you know, beads or, or any kind of anything on their quilts. They're straight fabric. They, and so I have to make sure we have something for them. For those who are embellished folks, we have to make sure we have that right. kind of style. Do we have something that's um, pictorial or landscape oriented or... You know, so that, that we're always thinking, I'm always looking at an issue and I, people know to stay away from in the office about three weeks prior to going to press because I'm usually pulling my hair out, you know, making sure, just obsessing about making sure that it's, it's a complete issue. Well, it's interesting that you say that you're going for a balance because on Simply Quilts, we did the same thing. You had to have traditional and you, we always wanted a beginner show, you know, yeah. but we didn't want to do too many of those near the end because we had a faithful viewing audience. Yeah. So for each, each season, each season, you had to have the whole balance. We'd have the art quilter, we'd yeah. have the traditionalist, and then we'd have the beginner and then we'd get some history in there. Well, the last season of simply quilts, um, I got like, I don't want to say hate mail, but people <laughs> on both camps were really mad yeah. because the traditionalists felt like the art quilter got too many marshmallows yeah. at the campfire and vice versa. And I have to say it made me smile because it well, tells me we hit the nail on the we head. We hit the nail on the head. And that's what is so great about it. It shows people are passionate. They are passionate about what they want to see. And, you know, I have, I'm a firm believer that 
even if if somebody is at a level in their art, say they're a traditional quilter, mm-hmm. um, at some point in their growth as an artist, they're going to come across something that is not immediately in their repertoire that's going to excite them and push them to a new level. So I think it's good for traditional quilters to see something on the art quilt, quilt realm and vice versa. Exactly. Um, I grew up quilting in the San Francisco Bay Area. I'm still there. And I that's where I grew up. Oh, where? Where? San Rafael. San Rafael. Okay. Livermore. And EBHQ was a guild and still is a huge, huge guild. Just great. But they're cutting edge. And early on, um, personally, I'm not going to say the guild, but personally, I felt the struggle to become the art quilter. Really? Yeah. And I can remember I made a quilt and it ended up in Diana McClun and Laura Nown's book, Quilts, Quilts, Quilts. And it was very traditional. And it was a light bulb moment. You know how you have those, like when you sure. walked into Joanne's. Yeah. And it was okay to be a traditional quilter. Yes. And so do you feel that there's a blending, an acceptance that's going there on? Is. I think also, you know, it's funny you say that because I see that on the flip side a lot on the East Coast is where you have art quilters going into t- traditional guilds and they feel a little disenfranchised. Oh, interesting. But I think it's there's much more of a, of a, of a melding between the two. Um, there are certain products that, have big, that are on the market now that both the traditional quilters and the art quilters are just gobbling up. They can't get them quick enough. One is Angelina fibers. What's that? They're the little um, shiny little fibers that, that you take two sheets of parchment paper and set the, the iron to the uh, silk setting, heat it for three minutes, and, or three seconds, mm-hmm. and you get its own luminescent fabric that you can then applique onto a quilt. Okay. People love the Angelina fibers and the Shiva paint sticks. The, the coloring oil, uh, oil sticks that you that um, set on fabric and give great metal a metallic sheen. So you um, could use all of it. Yeah, and both traditional quilters and the art quilters are using them. So I think be, they're seeing different ways of using one material, and that's just. I think that's wonderful. Yeah. I, it, the thing is, is that one other thing that the art quilter has done for the. You know, die hard traditionalist. Yeah, I'm a traditionalist. Die hard. Die hard. Yes. Is that you get a pin? Yeah. <laughs> I can remember when um, galleries would kind of poo poo quilts. Yes. And, you know, well, they're a craft. And so the art, the whole art movement has opened yeah. up that whole door. And that is huge. It is huge. And it has made it so that the value of all quilts has been elevated. Yes. I think it's our role uh, to be advocates. For our for our field, and I and what's been so wonderful about the art quilters is as, as some of them do come from a fine art MFA background, mm-hmm. and so they've got that um, marketing that sort of philosophy in their head about appreciation for the artwork, mm-hmm. and it, this is fiber and it's art, and so they you know it just they go into guilds and they'll talk and tell their friends and. So it's, it's, I think it is getting a much, um, it, the, the respect for our quilting, quilting has increased. Well, I can tell you something funny. Um, yeah. My husband has this expression, you go to a party and somebody comes up and they go, oh, you're a quilter, uh-huh. will you make me a quilt and I'll pay you $75. Oh, <laughs> and my husband calls those people bolt Dolts. Bolt. Dolts. <laughs> I love that. You married a good husband. That's, That's great. That is funny. really funny. So, so, I mean, as far as. Mm-hmm. An art quilt goes. Do you yes. have parameters, or I mean, how do you decide if it's an you know, art quilt? That's you know, versus a traditional yeah. quilt. Um, I think well, one, it's not necessarily a pattern. Mm-hmm. 
Um, it's innovative in the sense of design or use of materials, or it, and it has a, or it evokes a very strong emotional response. It's that's highly personal. I think any of those kind of define the art quilt. Um, I've seen. But there are some traditional ones that make yes, my heart go inside out. Absolutely, <laughs> you bet. Absolutely. You know, it's so. Again, I think the lines are blurring Blurry, so much. Sure. And I think also that the traditional definition of three layers. You know, there's people like Jane right. Dunawald who will do two layers of very sheer, sheer fabrics and layer them so that you see the luminosity, um, the play on fabrics between the two. Yeah, somebody asked me, what's the definition of a quilt? And I said, three. Fl- uh, it usually has three layers, but not always. Yes, that's a great you know? I mean, look at your crazy quilts. They're yeah. not, you know. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, it's definitely moving. What's your biggest challenge? My my biggest challenge is staying creative. I think, especially at the end of the day, after I've been editing all day and, you know, making sure that magazine is balanced, mm-hmm. going home, and I have to decompress in my studio. I try and go in there every night. You know, my husband and I work together. He's mm-hmm. the publisher. I'm the editor. So we don't necessarily have to spend lots of talking time together at night. So I'll scamper up to my studio, and, and I'm still drained. I'm drained creatively many times because I feel I've put my creativity into my job. Wouldn't you be physically exhausted, too? Yeah, I'm a little tired. Yeah. 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 (laughs) But uh, I do go up there, and no matter what, to keep in the creative mode, I do something, whether it's cutting up Wonder Under to the size of fabric art postcards that I'm making, whether it's just painting fabric, just not necessarily quilting it or anything, but I, I do all of those little tasks that eventually have to be done whenever you're making a quilt mm-hmm. so that I stay, I'm, you're still in the mood. It's like, it's like morning pages. You know, Julia Cameron says, in order to write, you, every morning you need to get up and just write. Just get it down. Keep your, your, your work. The work journaling. Going. The journaling. Yeah, it's journaling. Do um, your pieces ever end up in the magazine? My pieces. Sometimes I get very shy doing it. But, for example, product reviews, I'll mm-hmm. have a little piece. Or Actually, I did an article in the latest issue on thermogauze. It's a vanishing muslin that when you take a heat gun or an iron to, it dissolves the stabilizer. So I did a little one-and-a-half-page article with a little sample of how to use it. And it was great because we we actually we have an online store, and we, we sell it. We import it from Europe. And people keep asking me, what is it? And I thought, well, I better do an article about it because no one knows how to use it. And then it really invited the question about having many artists um, in, in one article and how they use different stabilizers because there are so many on the market that people get so confused. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah. So, well, yes. You mentioned the Angelina Fibers, the um, Shiva, Shiva, Shiva paints, yeah, yeah, and now the Thermogauss. Yes. Can people get this on your website? Yes, they can get. I put you on the spot that's, every that's, time. That's good. No, 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 no. They can get the Thermogauss. They can get the Angelina. And all three of those. Yes. Okay. Yes. Well, then what I'll do is I'll provide a link on my site so they can go to your site. Oh, and I will do yeah. the same for and, you. And really, thank you. Thank, thank you. you. And I'll say, um, Pokey, I you know I am a traditionalist, but I really look forward to your magazine. Thank it's, you. It's like getting a new box. Of C's candies. Oh, I have to tell you. Yeah. You don't know how much that means to me because we don't have C's on the East Coast. And you know what my mother gave me for Valentine's Day? A big fat box. You know the ones with the mocha inside yes. sprinkles on top? I don't know what they're called, but I cried. I just was so excited. And I called her last week and I stuck them in the freezer. And I would have like one every two or three nights. And I'm all, they're all done. So thank you for saying the magazine is like C's. It's like C's. It's, and it's even better than that, you know. Because so. you don't get fat. 
exactly. Well, thank you so much. Thank and you, Alex. I am going to put some pictures on my website okay, that's reflective great. of the magazine thank and a clip through to your site. Yeah. And I know you're a very, very busy woman. I admire you so much. Thank you. And it would scare me to death to have your job. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm glad you're doing it. Well, thanks so much. So thanks so much for coming. And, and everyone, thanks so much for listening. And if you haven't seen their magazine, really check it out. Um, whether you're a traditionalist or an art quilter, it is simply a beautiful, beautiful publication. So until we meet and we do get around, happy quilting. For more quilting information and inspiration, please visit us at alexandersonquilts.com.